Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. So starting off with a few teaching points and then diving into the news to wrap out 2020. So the teaching point here is now this is the time to invest is what this chart is showing because the, as investors, we invest off of the spread between the interest rates and the cap rates. So the cap rates is the light blue. The interest rates are the dark blue. Right now, the interest rates are so low. The cap rates have come down a little bit, but the interest rates have come way down as of the last couple quarters. And, you know, while everybody's afraid and everything, I'm like, this is the time to invest. Right now, the spread between the interest rates and the cap rates is larger than what it normally is. See this kind of moving up and down. When it's like this, when the spread is smaller, that's when ideally you don't want to be investing. As investors, we make money off of the delta between cap rates and interest rates. And of course, we apply usually a four to one, five to one leverage. And that's how you make money as investors. Who are our renters? John Burns broke it down and little chart here, most of which are 25 to 34 years old, broke down their household income over 50K and under 50K. I rent. I think it's a good idea, uh, especially if you live in a high-priced area like California, Hawaii, Washington, New York. They, I don't think it makes sense to buy. Uh, of course, the caveat is, most. I guess most people fall into this caveat. Like Most people are irresponsible with their money. They can't seem to save it effectively. So a house is a poor savings account. But if you're listening to this podcast, YouTube channel, you're probably a little bit better than the average cat with saving their money. He's conscious of it. Uh, that's why I'd say just take the money and invest. Now, this is just a little diagram of which states are the most restrictive on the COVID constraints. Not making any political statements here, but Hawaii is down there, one of the most restrictive. And on the other side is how much is it working, right? Currently hospitalized for 100,000. So if you want, want to see your state, see where they fall. Uh, so starting off the news here, this is something that's going to be slowly developing in 2021, but the LIBOR, which is what a lot of interest rates are governed off of, you might get a commercial loan based on quarter point higher than LIBOR, but they're going to be changing it to SOFR, I think is what they're going to call it, S-O-F-R. And that transition is going to be happening throughout the year. The reason why they're changing it is because I think it has something to do with the library being so low or things are already so low, they need to fix it to something else that's a little lower. And supposedly the library is a little bit more erratic, but I don't think it makes that much of a difference. It is what it is and it's changing, guys. 
that's a takeaway. John Malone, reported by CNBC, is buying hard assets like housing to bet on currency devaluation or inflation, which is coming. Yeah, this is why I buy real estate. It's fixed hard assets like housing, and it's a commodity. We need more of it. And he sees substantial interest in multifamily housing. We'll get into that a little bit here in this ALNA article, where through the first 10 months of 2020, the only price class to lose ground in average occupancy among stabilized properties were class A. So those are the luxury type of properties that we stay away from. These are like the built 19 or probably built after 2005, 2010, in my opinion. It's hard to say by a date, but that's probably the best numerical differentiator of class A with a 1.3% decline to 92% average occupancy. This is not an alarming little figure, but it is a few percentage points below the other three price classes, B, C, and D, which all finish between 94% and 95%. Class C actually went improved. So a lot of the culprit was negative demand or new properties coming online that weren't quite absorbed, which makes sense. People are, were staying put through the first half of the year and even through the second. So takeaways, stick to class BC. Now, this is a development that's the state of California, which you know you may or may not care, but I think it sets precedence to what's coming down the pipeline. So California had these two big, statutes prop 5 and prop um, 19 the presidential race wasn't the only thing here it was like the that they had to the, the state was split on so california proposition 15 which would raise taxes for commercial real estate failed so prop 15 would put further downward pressure on real estate during an already difficult time for real estate in that state contrary though Prop 19 would allow former 65 and older disabled or victims of natural disasters to transfer a portion of their property tax based when they sell their home and buy a new one. And that looks like that will probably be passing at 51%. So very close. Proposition would offset by closing other loopholes. Specifically, it eliminates unfair tax loopholes used by East Coast investors, celebrities, wealthy non-California residents, and trust fund heirs. You know, I think it's, it shows like what's coming down the pipeline in, you know, that they you just can't inherit the lower tax basis. A lot of people in California that have inherited houses in their family, they want to sell and yeah, they're getting killed on taxes, but they might be sitting on a one to $5 million estate and a real estate and they just don't want to give up that good tax so Prop 19 kind of gives up that incentive in a way. So many things, it takes a while for the Californias to go through it. And then think of like marijuana, right? So the rest of the country gets impacted by this or we see it in our backyard, but it's coming down the pipeline. The Starwood REIT by $645 million of affordable housing. They are getting into the affordable housing workforce space. Nothing to get to alarm, but I watch what the big guys are doing, like the Blackstones, and I follow them closely. So 950 units in Jacksonville, Florida, 
and 28 communities with a total of 3,600 units, primarily in Virginia and North Carolina. And they're buying this stuff because it's stable. Occupancy and rents didn't change too much of all things to a pandemic. Uh, John Burns came up with the chart, uh, U.S. Single Family Rent Index. So they modeled, you know, you can see the recession periods, how it, where it went through in 2007, 8, 9, and the trough peaked. But demand is still very strong for single family home rents based on this chart. Again, if you guys are checking this out on the YouTube or on the podcast channel, you can check it out on the YouTube, get all the nice graphs and graphics read this stuff for yourself that I put on the screen. Commercial property executive reports that the pandemic accelerates rather than starts commercial real estate trends. So one of the big trends is this live, work, play concept. One question that came in, is there going to be a recession in 2021? I don't think so, man. Chillax. They've been, people say that every single six months. Doesn't mean crazy. I think that you got to be careful people saying that because likely they're trying to sell you gold and collect their commissions on that and you off to the gold salesman. It's easier to sell doom and gloom than to prudently be buying cash flow. That's for sure. So what are the trends? Live, work, play concept where people want to be able to live in less central areas, more the suburban areas. There's an urban-suburban divide, mostly gateway cities, high-cost areas like New York, San Francisco, Chicago. Many of these people have lost a lot of occupants during the pandemic. The uh, evolution of cities, you know, so the inner ring suburbs have also grown a bit by the desire for people to work and live in places with city-like features, but not in the urban core district maybe like 20, 40 minutes outside of the downtown area. So the, the pandemic didn't really start in trends, but just accelerated all of these trends. Commercial property executive reports that construction has launched on a Houston Hyatt hotel that is associated with the Houston's Texas Medical Center. So it's their first hospitality brand. Very Interesting that a uh, hospital is getting involved with this type of housing, but I guess they're seeing it as uh, a lot of the people that come for their care, like cancer treatment or whatnot, uh, need to stay in a place. So why not double dip? Some trends that are coming that I think are cool are uh, Chipotle plans their first digital restaurant. Their online sales tripled in the third quarter. So they're some of the winter winners as reported by Shopping Center Business. Some of the losers are just the general shopping malls. So mall owners, CBL and Associates files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Doesn't mean that those shopping malls are going anywhere. Although I do think shopping malls are not as popular, especially like the non-high-end ones or the middle-range ones aren't as popular. Multi-housing news reports that senior housing occupancy drops, inventory increases. A lot of people, they all get excited. New investors get excited by like trends, like the silver way. People are going to need places to live when they're old. I want to invest in assisted living developments. All right, buddy. I'll tell you, I haven't found one really good, reliable operator quite yet. Even though all the trends point that way, 
I wouldn't be investing as a passive and I sure as heck wouldn't be investing as an operator in assisted living. Especially you get these doctors or nurses, they think that they know medical stuff. Assisted living is not really medical stuff. You just hire a doctor to do that stuff for you. It's more of a facility management and a marketing and sales thing than a, a technical medical thing. So we take a break here. The uh, Easter egg this month is check out the uh, newly branded Family Office Ohana Mastermind. So this is the group with the uh, accredited investors in, or if you would like to be a credit investor, this is the way to get around. A lot of you guys are asking, how do I find syndication deals? How do I find like good people to work with? You got to build your network with the right people. If you're tired of screwing around at the local RIA or going to the free Facebook groups or the other free forums out there with just a bunch of folks under a quarter million dollars net worth all day long, now's the time to step up. See what we have to offer, simplepassivecashflow.com slash journey. And we are about ending our first incubator group, which is the a little mini group coaching group where we help people get their first remote investment. And that one should be wrapping up this next couple months. And we'll be looking to do another one early in 2021. So if you guys are interested in that, please let me know. The preceding offers general personal finance information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor's situation is unique. Always seek the services of professional tax and legal advisors before relying on any information you take to your end. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk.